Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 16 When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus and Nazarene, who is crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the woman went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe it. Afterward, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptised will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people. And they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven. And he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his words by the signs that accompanied it. I love the idea that Mark's gospel originally ended at verse 8. The descriptions of Jesus' followers in the run-up to this finale are alarmed, trembling and bewildered, and afraid. Isn't that how we should feel when we realise what really happened in that tomb? Jesus' resurrection confounds everything that we know about this world. Of all things that are true and certain, dead things staying dead is at the top of the list. And so a man who has come back from death should alarm us. Remember, this isn't a guy who was in a coma or who had someone else pray over him. This was a man, long dead, mourned and buried, who, through his own inherent power, restored breath and brain function to his rigor mortis corpse. Fear and trembling must be found in any person who has honestly grappled with the impossible reality of that. This fear is not anxiety. Instead, it is reverence that I'm touching God's spirit who could scatter me to the ends of the earth and then reform me again. The trembling is not worry. The trembling is overwhelming wonder that I get to be involved with this otherworldly thing that will make all things new. 
I've got to get more fear and trembling in my faith. Verses 9 to 20 may have been added later, and they slightly change the feel of the ending, but I love them and trust them all the same. They have more triumph in them, more of a guide as to what the empowered church is meant to be doing and what the result of their activity will be. I love the idea of ordinary people doing extraordinary stuff. And so, as we finish this gospel, we could say our call is to hold both of these endings in tension. We must always be focused on mission, on empowered speaking and dynamic praying. But at the same time, we must cling to trembling reverence and fearful focus on Jesus. He is the one who reassures us. He is the one who soothes us and comforts us. He is the one who counters poison, heals the sick and drives out demons. This gospel is Jesus's gospel. This kingdom is Jesus's domain. When all is said and done, am I a Jesus man? Is this spectacular, baffling, suffering and resurrected Jesus my first and my last, my heart, my mind and my soul? If he is, then Mark's gospel has done its job. If not, I need to read it again. Or Luke or John, or the rest of the New Testament? Here is a question for reflection. What about Jesus makes you tremble? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.